Good morning again. Thank you for choosing to worship with us this morning. Uh, I would like to open up with a word of prayer. It's for my nerves. I'm transparent about it, but let's pray. Dear God, I thank you for this morning. I thank you for another chance to worship you and another day to worship you because we're not promised tomorrow. So let's do with this new year and this day the most that we can to serve you and glorify you. And just I pray that we can rekindle our fire and our passion and our faith for you. And I pray that these words that I speak are your words and not mine. And we thank you so much again for your son and his sacrifice. In his name I pray. Amen. So, um, you see me around. Um, I'm kind of a man of few words. I love being around people, but I really don't have a lot to say. And I kind of observe a lot of things. So I've been kind of quiet. So you normally don't get to hear me talk very much. Um... So just a little bit about me. I grew up in the metropolis of Plymouth, North Carolina. It's about a million to two million people. Um, subtract about 990,000 probably, <laughs> somewhere around there. Uh, a simple town um, full of simple people, good people. Um, it's a little different living in Wilson. There's a lot more to do in Wilson than there was in Plymouth. I know people that are from Wilson are like, there's nothing to do. But to me, it's like a metropolis compared to there's a Piggly Wiggly and a food line and maybe a few other things. Or go fishing if you like fishing, which I love fishing. So... I had a lot to do there, but that's just a little bit about where I'm from, um, and I'd like to talk about rekindling our fire, and I told myself at the beginning of the year I wanted to share a story from a late mentor of mine. Whew, sorry. You guys, Kristen is the first time I've talked about him in public since he passed away, uh, but we're talking about rekindling our fire and serving others and rekindling our fire through serving others, and one man that really comes to mind is a guy named uh, Bob Moulton. I don't know if anybody knows him. He's pretty famous around these parts. A guy that has got to reach the end of his journey. He was a good man, a great mentor, and somebody that taught me the importance of serving others before serving self in everything you do. Uh, he's the reason I got into ministry. He was somebody that pushed me, even when I was struggling and into things I shouldn't have been into. Uh, he still pushed me. He still believed in me. Um, but one thing that came to mind wasn't about building fires. I know it's called rekindling your fire, but one thing that really just came to mind was... Uh, you ever had sweet corn? Anybody? Anybody ever had sweet corn? Uh, Mr. Bob was a big fan of corn. He was a great man. He, he planted corn. He planted all kinds of vegetables. But one thing that came to mind when we talk about serving others is working every so often during the summers in his uh, corn patch he had back in Plymouth. And if you've ever been to Plymouth, it's a swamp. So everywhere is mushy. Everywhere is nasty. So where you plant stuff, it's still going to be mushy and gross and nasty like most of the places around there. Um, but we would work in that corn patch, we'd plant corn, till the land, all the stuff you need to do, but the thing that really got me was the picking of corn. That was probably the dirtiest part to me because I just got to sit back on the tractor with Mr. Bob while he was plowing or watching while he plowed the land. But planting the corn, actually picking the corn were the dirtiest parts because if you live in Plymouth, you know that some areas you'll sink in the mud if you're not careful. And me, not paying attention to where I go, I'm a pretty clumsy person by nature, uh, I lost about two shoes during a week's worth of work and kind of had to go buy two new pairs of shoes but thankfully Mr. Bob had boots that he let me borrow um, but I just remember that I remember getting dirty I remember all this hard work and just being mad that I had to go out there and do all this stuff and, and in the end it was worth it but I didn't realize the planning the picking the plowing all that stuff I didn't realize the end result or the end thing because we would pick that corn we'd clean it and we deliver it to widows, people that were hurting, people that were sick, people that couldn't get out of their houses. And seeing the smile on those people's faces, serving them and giving them something for free, something that to me just seemed so stupid back then. But now I see the end reward. I see that he pushed to serve other people. And it's something that stuck with me. 
And I've, I've used this lesson with the kids in my first couple weeks here because serving people and serving others before serving self is something that I value so much because of somebody else putting it in me. Sorry, I don't normally cry or get upset about things, but <laughs> it's kind of tough. But this is actually a lesson series that me and some of my good buddies at college, there were about four of us, put together a long time ago, probably my junior year, so you know, three or four years ago, something like that, give or take. I'm starting to get old, so my memory's leaving me. <laughs> but um, it was something we put together, and we talked about rekindling our fire, rekindling our faith, rekindling our passion for Christ through a variety of ways, and I chose because it's something that was important to me, serving others and serving other people. So it's rekindle our fire, but you can add like a little parenthesis through serving others. And that's what we're going to talk today, talk about today, uh, because rebuilding a fire, rekindling a fire is work, and it's work to serve other people. Because of our nature, we want to serve self so much, especially in today's time. We want to serve ourselves more than we want to serve other people. And today, with this new year, it kind of fits with the new year, talking about rekindling, re- Re- reestablishing our fire because sometimes we give up on New Year's resolutions. I mean, you can see from my stomach, I gave up on the losing weight thing a couple times. Um, but I don't want to do a New Year's resolution. I want us to actually reignite or relight our passion for Jesus and serving other people today. And I want this to be not just another Sunday, a Sunday that we take what we learn and we, we roll with it. Um, and I believe that serving others is the, one of the most beneficial ways to grow our faith and really establish our faith in Christ. Just seeing that look that people have, that joy that fills their soul when you do something, you share the same love that Jesus shared with you, is something that, it's indescribable. Like seeing the smiles, I can still imagine the smiles of some of those people's faces in my head. Just think back to those times. And it may put us in unfamiliar or uncomfortable situations, but it allows us to grow, our, grow in our walk with Christ. And we cannot sit out on opportunities this year. 2022 cannot be a year that we sit out on opportunities to serve other people. Let this be the year that we change it. I'd like to read in Luke chapter 10, verse 25 through 37. I'll give you a second to turn there if you want while I get some water. This is a really nice Christmas gift my wife got me. And it keeps it from spilling, even though it's just water. But I like to not spill things. The being clumsy thing kind of kind of helps with that. Whew. All right, I'm going to go ahead and start, and you can just follow along with the it there. On one occasion, an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What is written in the law, he replied. How do you read it? He answered, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength, and with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. You have answered correctly, Jesus replied. Do this, and you will live. But he wanted to justify himself, so he asked Jesus, and who is my neighbor? In reply, Jesus said, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho when he was attacked by robbers. They stripped him of his clothes and beat him and went away, leaving him half dead. A priest happening to be going down the same road And when he saw the man, he passed over on the other side. So too a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he traveled, came to where the man was. And when when he saw him, he took pity on him. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he put this man on his own donkey, brought him to an inn, 
and took care of him. The next day he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper, said, Look after him, and I will return and re- I will reimburse you for any extra expense you may have. Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of robbers? The expert in the law replied, the one who had mercy on him. Jesus told him, go and do likewise. People that knew the law, people that knew God's word, that knew what God wanted us to do, knew that God wanted us to serve other people, walked over him. A Samaritan, somebody that is supposed to hate him, supposed to not get along with him because they didn't get along during that time. Samaritans and Jews weren't really... Uh, besties, as people say now, or BFFs, they really weren't, they didn't get along, but the Samaritan showed mercy on him. He, he did what we're supposed to do every single day. We're supposed to show mercy. We're supposed to show love and kindness. Following this example that Jesus sets for us is going to require some work, just like rebuilding a fire, rekindling a fire. It's going to take some work on our part. It's going to take some effort. It's going to take some intentionality. I think that's a word. Forgive me, I'm not an English major. I'm a youth ministry major. Uh, I would like to look at three things, though, three points. I like to break it down to three points. Three things that, will, that helps us serve others more effectively for Christ. And point number one is going to be loving others when it's tough. Just like the man who the Samaritan found lying near death, Jesus found us at a similar point in our lives. Whether we realized it or not, Jesus found us somewhere and loved us where we were, not where we could be. He loved us where we were at, and he cared for us where we were at instead of where we could be. He knew that with his love, we could advance and we could grow in him, but he, lo- he found us just like that Samaritan found that man at his lowest. Beat near death, Jesus loved us when we were unlovable and untouchable, or people just wanted to pass us by. I know that he had in my own life, and I know some other people might say the same thing. Uh, like I said, the Jewish and Samaritan people didn't get along well, and that's kind of a little bit of an understatement, but he could have decided just to choose to pass over him like the Levite and the teacher when that man was at his low. Jesus didn't pass up on us like that, so we need to follow that example. We need to love people at their lows. I know it's tough, and I know it's difficult, and I know in today's, age, today's day and age that we love to serve self more than that, and we don't like doing things that are difficult or scary or get us out of our comfort zone, but we have to be willing to make that step. We have to be able to love those people. It's something that can reignite and rekindle our faith. I'm going to keep saying that. It's probably going to get annoying by the end of the sermon, just saying that word. But uh, we have to strive to imitate this love. We have to strive to imitate this example of passion, of mercy, of pity for people around us, and care for those in our community. It doesn't have to be something where we go out of state or out of country. There are people right here in town that are hurting just like that, that need this kind of love, that need this kind of care. It's, it's real easy to find it. There's so many examples of it. Um, but it brings me to my next point that kind of plays off of it. Have a willingness to serve others. You might say that's pretty much the same thing, and they kind of are, but they kind of play off one another. Uh, from this parable, we see how someone can truly have a willingness to serve a person they didn't even know. That man had no idea who this guy was. He just found him in a low situation, in a bad situation in life, and he took pity on him. He had mercy on him, just like Jesus has mercy on us. This man didn't know him. He didn't, didn't have any connection, any ties, but he, took, he had mercy on him. He follows the example we're supposed to do every single day. I know that serving others can be difficult for some, and it can be second nature for other people. Um, the only reason it's gotten to be almost second nature is because I had a good, a good mentor and a good father in Christ that motivated me to do that, that motivated me to want to do that. And I pray that we can be that for one another. We can lean on one another, encourage each other to serve our community and serve those around us. It goes back 
it goes back as far as eighth grade for me. Um, we went on, a, I know I said we don't have to go out of state, but there was this really cool example. Uh, when I was in the eighth grade, uh, we did mission trips. I don't know if y'all have ever been on a mission trip before. It's an awesome experience. I know I said you don't have to go out of state, but it is a good experience if you want to change the scenery for a little bit. Um, but we went and helped widows rebuild their houses in Tennessee. There was some kind of storm there that did a lot of damage. We reshingled roofs. We cleaned up damage. We, I mean, we even went inside and just cleaned up the house because they needed some help cleaning up the house because a lot of these ladies were... They had walkers or were fined to wheelchairs, different things like that. But one day after working all day, helping to reshingle roofs and clean and all this stuff, we went to Dairy Queen. And when I was younger, I loved Dairy Queen. I absolutely loved it. I don't like it as much now because I hate sweet stuff. Um, I really hate that I've grown to hate sweet things. But, um, but going to Dairy Queen, uh, you would think you don't really, you can't really think of a service opportunity. But there was this man there that had been sitting out there all day. At least that's what he told us. Um, said, I've been going through a rough time, I just got divorced, I got kicked out of my house, all these different things, and it had been so easy just to say, okay, I'm sorry, sorry that happened to you, but in that moment, I just, I felt something, like in my gut, I felt something in my gut that I needed to be willing to serve this guy, I needed to have the willingness to serve this guy, and we bought him dinner and prayed for him, I don't know if it ever worked out, but knowing that I did the right thing in that moment was all that was worth it to me, I knew that I did the right thing, and when I prayed for him, because my youth minister gave me the really cool and awesome opportunity to pray for him. I prayed that if we weren't the people that changed his life right there, that I pray that God put something, someone into his life to change his life. Put somebody there that will make a change in his life. Let us be the, the little ripple that starts the big wave. Let us be that. You know, you just pray for something so simple and something so, so small, but I wanted somebody to change his life. If it couldn't be me, I pray that somebody else could. And I think that's, you know, a great experience, uh, but we have people in this, in this country, in this state that are hurting. We need to be willing to get up every single day and serve them, and it doesn't have to be giant things. It doesn't have to be donating a million dollars. It doesn't have to be this. It can be as simple as going to give a bushel of corn to somebody or going and raking leaves in somebody's yard that can't do it anymore. It, it just has to be simple things. We just have to be willing to do those things and willing to act on that feeling or that call from God and it brings me to my third and final point is get up and do something. I can talk for another hour and a half. I normally don't do that. We're probably going to get out here in the 20-minute mark and we're going to beat everybody to lunch. But um, we have to get up and do something. You can't take what you heard here and do nothing with it. If so, I wasted my time and your time. I absolutely wasted our time. I'll say that right here for the folks on Facebook and everybody. Well, we wasted our time. If you don't take what you heard today, if you don't take that you need to be able to love people when it's tough, be willing to serve, and then get up and do something, then I wasted our time, and I apologize. But I pray that this year in 2022, that you take this and you act on it. You move with it, whether it be starting small, helping out your local food pantry, or helping out people here in, that we know in this church, serving people, giving them rides, whatever. I mean, just you name it, get up and do something about it. Um, James 20. James 2, verse 26 says this, As the body without spirit is dead, so faith without deeds is dead. It isn't our deeds that save us, but our deeds and how we serve others is a result of the faith that we have in Jesus. If we're not out there serving, then I'm afraid that I'm going to have to question what we're believing. If we're not out there helping and serving other people, I'm going to have to question the intensity and passion of our faith. We have to do something. We have to get up and do something. 2022, I challenge you to be the year. I don't say do a New Year's resolution because most people give up on them in like a month. 
Um, I say make this a challenge for the whole year and past the year, just to serve others before self, to push serving others before we serve ourselves and get up and actually do something with it. Uh, Romans 12 verse 11 has this, uh, never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. I don't know if I said that word right, but yeah, I'll say it with confidence. I urge you to not let this be another Sunday. I urge you not just to go to lunch and forget what you heard or forget anything. And hopefully I said slow enough that you could understand it because I speak kind of fast sometimes. But uh, let this be the Sunday we rekindle our fire. Let's put in the work to rekindle our faith, rekindle our fire for Jesus, to serve Christ with everything that we have, not just the bare minimum that we may have been given, because I know I've been guilty of it at times. I've given the bare minimum when I know I need to give more, when I know I need to serve more and serve more intent, intentionally and serve more passionately. I pray this isn't another Sunday. I pray this is not just another New Year's resolution that we say, oh yeah, we're going to do this, and then like me with my weight loss, you give up after like a month. But I started before January this year, so maybe I'll keep going with it. Um, sorry, I got to make a joke to make it less intense. I'm not really an intense guy. Um, I prefer to live in a house, not a tent. Anyways, uh, this may be something that gets us out of our comfort zone. In my concluding thoughts, this is the last thing, uh, but in my concluding thoughts, this may be something that gets us out of our comfort zone. But the impact we could have on this community is worth getting out of our comfort zone. It's worth getting out of that safe space, that shell that we may have been in for a while. Be brave and be bold starting this year in 2022. Don't let this be another year. Don't be scared to share things, share the love that Christ has shared with us and shown us with our community. Don't just take what you've heard today and do nothing with it. Don't make this a waste of time. Take this and roll with it. Take this and move. Use this as an opportunity to serve others following the example of Christ into this new year. I'm going to pass things over to Mr. Steve to close us out. Thank you guys so much, and I appreciate all of you for being here today.